Varicose veins are veins that have become swollen enough to be seen on the legs, affecting superficial veins, which lie closest to the skin. Joining us to talk about varicose veins and chronic venous insufficiency is Dr. Say Hom, a vascular surgeon with Montefiore St. Luke's Cornwall. This is Doc Talk, presented by Montefiore St. Luke's Cornwall. I'm your host, Caitlin White. Doctor, to start us off, what is the difference between chronic venous insufficiency and varicose veins? So a chronic venous insufficiency is a spectrum, a clinical spectrum of a disease. A varicose vein is one part of chronic venous insufficiency. And there's many different degrees of severity of chronic venous insufficiency, and varicose veins is just one part of that. Chronic venous insufficiency is usually negative effects in the lower extremities from valve dysfunction or the veins not properly functioning. The uh, veins allow blood to drain away from the legs, but if the valves break down over time, it can cause varicose veins to pop out in the legs, but can also lead to discoloration, pain, swelling, as well as ulceration. So varicose veins is more of a mild form of chronic venous insufficiency, and the ulcers is the most severe form of chronic venous insufficiency. And so what are some symptoms to keep an eye out for when it comes to these issues? So people with chronic venous insufficiency can present in many different ways. Simplest ways is just spider veins, the tiny little veins you see in the lower extremities, the ankles and the calves. Those usually don't cause pain, but if the varicose veins are noted, they're more like four or five millimeters, they're a little bit bigger and they bulge out in the calves, they can start causing pain, uh, discoloration. You can get phlebitis, which means the uh, superficial varicose veins develop irritation and superficial clots, which are usually benign, but it can also be a sign of deep vein blood clots. It can also cause bleeding along the uh, varicose veins when it's been there for a long time. And again, it can cause discoloration of the skin, the brownish discoloration that people can see, which can cause pain ulceration and can cause significant itching. So if left untreated, those are the downsides. In addition, you can get cramping in the calves, fatigue when you're ambulating, and can also lead to occasionally night cramps because of the um, valves being distended and causing pressure on the muscles over a long period of time. And you mentioned in my first question, chronic venous ulcers. Can you tell us about those and how they're different from varicose veins and insufficiency? So venous ulcers is one spectrum of chronic venous insufficiency. It's one of the more uh, severe form of chronic venous insufficiency and mm. kind of later stage. And that is uh, presented with ulcers around the ankles, but it can also be in the lower calf area. And they can be very painful and it can be very difficult to heal. It's usually characterized by some swelling in the ankles and the calves and also with brownish discoloration. There can also be some reddish discoloration along the ankles on the inside or outside. And it can also lead to infection if not treated appropriately. And that's how the venous ulcers usually present. Treatment is very similar to varicose veins. You treat the superficial veins that are affected, the uh, valves that are damaged. We used to take those veins out, but nowadays we ablate those veins and shut them down. And occasionally there's issues with the deep veins, which can have chronic scarring or clots that need to be treated with angioplasty or stenting, which is opening up the deep veins. Now, you touched on this already, but what happens if these conditions are left untreated? So varicose veins, if they're symptomatic and they're left untreated, can progress and become more and more painful over time and can lead to phlebitis, again, really painful. Varicose veins that turn red 
can lead to bleeding and, again, ulceration if left untreated over a long period of time. In addition, same with venous ulcers. If not treated appropriately, those wounds, they can progress and lead to bad infections, hospitalizations. It's rare nowadays to have amputation from that. 30, 40, 50 years ago, that might have happened. But nowadays, we have ways to treat venous ulcers more appropriately. But those are the um, negative effects of not treating them appropriately. Well, let's dive into treatment in a bit more detail. What does it look like? Yeah, so for treatment of varicose veins and venous insufficiency and venous ulcers, the first treatment is really compression. And what we mean by that is compressing the veins with compression stockings that can be worn during the daytime. It also relieves the pressure in the veins and then relieves the pressure onto the skin and the wounds. Leg elevation is also important. People who are on their feet all day long who require 12 hours up on their feet, it would be helpful for them to rest and elevate their legs periodically during the daytime to unload the pressure that occurs into the legs. That's the first line of treatment is the compression stockings. The second line of treatment is looking at the superficial veins with ultrasound studies. So we have very specific ultrasounds that look at the valves in the superficial veins to see if they're weak. And when they're weak, it causes blood to pool in the legs. And those veins can be shut down to decrease the symptoms and relieve the pain and help with uh, ulcer healing. That's the mainstay of treatment. And sometimes we will treat the uh, superficial veins with uh, what we call phlebectomy, where we actually make little tiny little cuts under local anesthesia and remove those small veins. Sometimes we can inject them with foam, what we call sclerotherapy, to shut down those small veins. For the more severe patients with venous ulcers, we do the same thing, but also we look at their deep veins, which is a lot of times or a percentage of them, 30 to 40%, might have blockages in the deep veins from chronic scarring or maybe a history of old clots that need to be opened up with the angioplasty or stenting that we mentioned before. And wrapping up here, are there any tips for prevention? Prevention is one thing. There is a, it's a hereditary component. It does run in the family in terms of varicose veins. So that's going to be hard to avoid. The other thing to help prevent it is it's hard to avoid is gravity. We're always up on our feet. We are upright creatures. So we are always affected by gravity. So if you can try to combat gravity, and that's by leg elevation, not standing too long for long periods of time, and also really wearing the compression stockings. For people who are predisposed or have some mild varicose veins that don't cause pain, wearing compression stockings regularly during the daytime can help prevent progression into symptoms and pain, phlebitis and ulcers. And then just periodically elevating your legs. That's the main way. Other things are exercise is good. helps pump the uh, blood out of the legs. Obviously, obesity is a negative factor, so if controlling that and diet are all good things to take care of as well to help prevention and help progression of chronic venous insufficiency. Well, thank you so much for your time and for this information, doctor. That was Dr. Say Ham, a vascular surgeon with Montefiore St. Luke's Cornwall. Learn more about us online at montefioreslc.org. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and be sure to check out all the other Doc Talk episodes. This has been Doc Talk, the podcast from Montefiore St. Luke's Cornwall Hospital. I'm Caitlin White. Stay well.